Welcome into the Deep Slant Podcast. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? Welcome in. It's week 10. The Texans are headed up to MetLife Stadium to take on the 6-2 and two Giants. And uh, what a season it's been for them. They've got Daniel Jones under center. He's having quite a season under Brian Dayball, first-time head coach. And uh, the Giants have been on a little bit of a roll. They've actually lost their last game that they played at Seattle. They're coming off the bye, but before that, four straight wins against Chicago, against the Packers, against the Ravens, and then at Jacksonville. So coming off a loss and a bye, could the Texans catch them in a little bit of a down spot in their season? We shall find out because the Texans will get some weapons back on the offensive side in Nico Collins, most likely, and uh, Brandon Cook. So keep an eye on that as the week progresses. But as far as the Giants go, they've got a big weapon in Saquon Barkley, who leads their squad in both rushing and receiving yards. And Daniel Jones, I mean, he's had a few seasons in the league. What's different about him this year under Brian Dayball? We're going to get into all of it with Madeline Burke. She's a team reporter for the Giants, and she's going to give us some intel on the Texans' next opponent. But first... Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love. Stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. We're going behind enemy sidelines on the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. Madeline, great to have you. And I, I got to ask, what's the mood like in New York? You've got two teams that are riding pretty high entering week 10. The Giants are at six and two. Uh, what's the excitement like around there? It is so much fun, DP. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. And yeah, as you mentioned, not one, but two New York football teams uh, doing pretty well. And three, if you count Buffalo, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, in, the city yeah, that's and true. in this area, the New York, New Jersey area, seeing the Jets and the Giants playing well, especially for this Giants team, you know, coming into the season, if you would have said six wins, people would have said, okay, that's what the count will be at the end of the year, not at the bye week. So uh, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely a nice welcome surprise and, uh, and great to build on. All right. Brian Dable comes in as head coach. You know, he's a big reason why the team's off to a six and two start. What's the biggest change since he took over as head coach this season And uh, how has the team surpassed its expectations? You know, it's tough to articulate exactly what the biggest change would be. I think there have been a lot of little ones, but Brian Dable, of course, he's got over 20 years of experience in coaching in various roles and various uh, teams. He's won Super Bowls. He's been, you know, Bill's offensive coordinator for the last several years and is just one of those guys that when you interact with him and you meet him, he's the same guy in the hallway, as he is in the media availability, as he is with his players, he's very authentic. And, and, and guys that I have talked to who have played for him or under him or played on teams that he's been a part of the staff for in various other uh, positions have said that, you know, Dabes, as he goes by, Brian Dable Dabes, said Dabes is just more of Dabes. Oftentimes when guys come into their very first head coaching role, they kind of assume the position of what a head coach should be or what a head coach talks like or how a head coach acts. But Brian Dable is just more Brian Dable. And I think that authenticity, that passion, that that genuine care he has for his players and putting these guys in the best position to succeed, as well as just the ridiculously talented coaching staff that he's built with Mike Kafka coming over from Kansas City as the offensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, of course, previously with the Baltimore Ravens for a decade. It's a great coaching staff. 
and a lot of creativity in putting these these young players, this very young team, in a good position to succeed. Yeah, let's talk about some of that creativity. Daniel Jones, he's now in year four. He's dealt with his share of coaching changes, offensive scheme changes. But so far this year, through through the games, he's played six touchdowns, only two interceptions, but he's also rushed for three scores. So he's definitely making um, some plays this year. How has Dayball really adapted that offense to sort of bring out the strengths of Daniel Jones? Yeah, Daniel Jones has kind of always been a dual threat running quarterback too. I think his biggest issue prior to this year was just staying on the field. You know, he hadn't yet had a full season where he played all all 16 or 17 games because of injury. But, you know, we've seen him run. I think there's that famous moment from a couple of years ago when he had nothing but green grass and tripped over his own feet when he was breaking off that long touchdown run uh, and didn't quite make it to the end zone. But he's a fast, athletic guy, and the coaching staff is really leaning into that. They're not afraid of that. They're letting him trusting him to use that strength because the strength of this Giants team is, of course, the run game behind Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones and having that option there, something that has been challenging for opposing defenses. Okay, so you mentioned Saquon Barkley. I think after week one, when he put up 164 rushing yards, (laughs) some of us were surprised, but, you know, he's kept it up and, you know, he leads the NFC in rushing yards. I think he's uh, got five touchdowns on the year so far. He leads the Giants in rushing and receiving yards, actually. So, Tell me about him. I mean, are you surprised at all at what he's been able to do this year? I know he's missed so many games over the past three years with injury, but he seems to be healthy. But does it seem like he's being used differently or is this sort of the Saquon Barkley you remember from several years ago? Yeah, I'd be honest. I'm not surprised. I think this is the Saquon Barkley I remember from several years ago. And and I think the hard part with Saquon was, you know, he came out swinging his rookie of the year campaign. He had incredible numbers. And then just dealing with some unfortunate injuries, right? The knee, the the ankle, um, you know, the ACL, which took him 11 months to come back from. He gets back on the field. And of course, as you've seen time and time again, a player comes back from injury. It takes a couple games to get their legs under them and to feel kind of at home again. Once he finally finds his rhythm and is playing free, that ankle injury happens. And it just takes him out for the majority of the rest of last season. So I think a lot of injury too is number one, getting your body right, but number two, getting your mind right and being able to trust your body and feel free in your body and be able to say, you know what, I'm going to think about playing the game. I'm not going to think about protecting my ankle or protecting my knee and coming into training camp, even as early as spring this year, Saquon looked healthy. He looked quick. He looked agile. He looked confident. And I talked to him earlier this year. And, you know, he had mentioned how excited he was for the way that this offense was using him and moving him around. He said he hadn't moved around this much since college at Penn State. And I said, well, did you, you know, what what did it feel like? Because he mentioned he went back and watched some of that Penn State film. Then what did it feel like watching you as a college player this far removed from that? He said one thing he noticed was that when he was in college, he was playing a lot more free, a lot more confidently because that was before all these injuries. But he said at this time, and this was back in training camp, that he was feeling that freedom and that confidence in his body. And from week one, as you mentioned, it's shown and it's week in, week out. He's playing like he's, you know, feeling at home in his body and trusting himself uh, to do these things. All right. Well, let's switch gears and talk about the defense. Levy Smith has said that that defense under Wink Martindale blitzes more than any other defense the Texans have or will face this year. What about Kayvon Thibodeau? The, the Texans were drafting at number three. The Giants had the number five overall pick. They draft Thibodeau. You know, what have you seen from him so far? And how does he really add to that defense? Yeah, Wink Martindale loved the blitz, first of all, even during the preseason. 
he was sending them way at an alarming rate. But you know, and he loves to blitz, but that's who he is, and that's the identity of of the defensive coordinator on this defense. And Kayvon Thibodeau, as you mentioned too, uh, number five overall pick for the Giants, coming off the edge. You know, we saw what he can do in Oregon. He got his first career sack against Lamar Jackson uh, a couple weeks ago. He's a young, a young player who's very, very excited to get get those numbers up, but he's also very patient and very patient and trusting himself and trusting his technique. And as much has been made about Kayvon off the field of, oh, he's got a big personality. Is he going to be a distraction? This and that. He has been a consummate professional, a teammate, uh, a great guy in the locker room, a great guy to be around and a guy who works very hard and, you know, is starting to come into his own in this Giants defense. Well, we saw the news earlier in the week that the Giants safety Xavier McKinney broke his hand while on the bye week, uh, while on vacation. So now he's on IR. How are the Giants handling that situation? So he was in an accident uh, over vacation. He had an injury to his hand that hasn't actually been specified yet. They're not certain how long he will be out uh, because they're still evaluating what the implications of that will be. But, you know, Xavier McKinney has been a key part of this defense, right? He wore the green dot because in Wink Martindale's defense, you know, safety does rather than a linebacker. So having him out will be, will change things for sure for this defense. But there are a lot of talented players. Julian Love, a guy who's been a part of this team for several years and is really coming into his own under this system. And, you know, some other younger defensive backs that'll step up and fill that void. So hopefully, you know, Brian Dable talked about it this morning. It's very disappointing for him, for the player, for the team. But you know what? They're going to look forward and keep it moving. Great stuff. Enemy sidelines with Giants team reporter Madeline Burke. Madeline, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. DP, thanks so much for having me and looking forward to a good game on Sunday. Great stuff from Madeline Burke, and it is a noon kickoff, 1 p.m. Eastern, which it seems like forever since the Texans have had a noon kickoff. They've had all these 3 p.m. starts, and of course they had the Thursday night game. So noon kick for the Texans because they go East Coast. You can catch that on uh, CBS as well as Sports Radio 610 and the pregame show Texans Unlimited Live presented by Verizon. We go live about an hour before kickoff, so you're not going to want to miss that. I get Cecil Schwartz on. We show you a live look at the players getting ready, getting warmed up. And, you know, as far as who's playing and who's not playing, we will bring you all that because we will know who is active and who is not. And we'll give you our best guess at the starting lineups for Sunday. So you're not going to want to miss that. It's all coming up here. Week 10, Texans are back in action after a little bit of a mini-buy after their Thursday night game, and they hope to get on a winning streak once again. So here we go. Thanks so much for listening. That's going to do for the podcast, the Deep Slant podcast presented by Xfinity. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.